Welcome to the Five Week Linguist Show. If you want to learn a language or you teach a language, you've come to the right place. Join Janina each week for tips, resources, and advice for making engaging language learning happen anytime, anywhere. Welcome to the Five Week Linguist Show. Over the next five weeks, I'm going to be sharing five more weeks of fun with you. So they're low prep, easy things to do uh, to make those the boring things fun, the rough spots fun. And if you need just some fun ways to practice the content you're teaching in your classes. So the this week, we're going to talk all about really easy activities that you can use with online tools. So the first one that I want to talk about is Quizlet Live. And I think so many of us uh, really relied on this when schools were closed, so many language teachers. um, But the language teachers have been on Quizlet for a long time. So if you're not familiar with it, go just type it in. It's amazing. Basically, people contribute sets of words and they're generally themed by you know communication task or textbook etc the ways that we always tend to theme the things that we study and teach and there's lots of subjects not just languages but the language languages are predominantly there and i want to say that each set that you create you'd create a set of words a set of terms for people to learn and they can do a lot of independent work so they can do things like games and matching and flashcards and that sort of thing so it's really really clever it's a great way to get some independent practice in but I think the real power the way that I really use this is with the live feature which you got to search for it it's a regular font you hit live and they have an app And you can download the app, of course, or your students can download the app and they have a little QR code, but they also have a code. And so they type in the code that that for your unique game and everyone logs in and you start playing. It's absolutely brilliant. And it divides everyone up into teams automatically. And there's just a lot of making that rote stuff, you know, verbs and vocabulary at times, it can really accelerate their learning. It's it's really wonderful. And I highly recommend it. And if you find yourself in a situation where you're, you know, teaching online, it's really great that any of our video conferencing tools, just put it, just post the, the code in the chat box and everyone can log in. And it's a great way to connect and build teamwork and communities in in your class. Kahoot, of course, is great for this too. And I think Kahoot is more robust in some ways. And I've been told that Kahoot makes better sounds and and that sort of thing. But it's really the same idea. But I I really prefer Quizlet because I think I think the language teachers have been there for a long time. If any of you have been teaching long enough to remember Kia.com, it might still be there. The language teachers were there first and you know there's just a just an absolute treasure trove of of content of low prep content to work with just brilliant 
And um, I want to say Quizlet is the same way, though I really do like Kahoot too, but it's the exact, it's the same idea. Essentially, they're interactive online quiz games. The next activity that I wanted to talk about is one that I learned about, or tool rather, it's not really an activity, you can make a lot of activities, a tool that I learned about here um, at, at Language Alive some years ago um, <clears throat> from Joe Dale, and he, uh, he does some podcasting and blogging, so you can Google him. Uh, he's based in the UK. And so I got to meet him in person. I live in the UK. Um, and it was brilliant. He talked about Wheel of Names. And all, all Wheel of Names is, is, is just literally, it's a little place where you can put names in and, you know, it does a spinner and, and, and picks, um, <clears throat> picks people. I want to say online stopwatch might do, they have a similar type of function on one of their pages. But basically you can put anything in there, right? So you can put names and call on names for students to answer questions. What Joe did when he talked at Language Show Live a couple of years ago is he put verbs and subjects in one wheel and he put names in the other. So spinning both wheels. And so a kid would answer a question or a student would answer a question with, you know, the, the, the appropriate verb conjugation but i think it's absolutely brilliant so where you can put those names in of course you can you can do that and then in another tab or just using one tab you can put anything you want people to learn so verbs and subjects uh vocabulary words maybe doing some translations um i really like copying and pasting questions in there and then the questions spin so for example what's your name where do you live how long have you been here? You can do some really great, robust games just using using this wheel. So you can take anything that's sort of rote that you really want people to practice and get them that practice in with this game. You can even put teams in that wheel of names, you know, dividing up into teams and how it lands is the team that has to answer. Really great. So that was a, a great tip that I've, I've, a great tool that I've learned um, to really expand on for that low and no prep, much needed fun. The next activity I wanted to talk about is shopping. So essentially, there are some brilliant, brilliant shopping games that we can do using online tools. So one of my very favorites is using authentic websites to introduce a new theme. So clothing, for example, maybe you'll pull up, you know, pulling up a, you know, a website like El Corte Inglés or, you know, Printemps, if you uh, teach French, something, you know, something like that. Or, uh, you know, there's so many of those chain stores that have lots of, um, lots and lots of uh, resources there and putting it up there and you know question and answers which is great because they've got a visual they've got the words there it's authentic it's culture it's real life asking and answering questions about you know how many are there which one do you like etc it's a great way to introduce but to really expand on that after i introduce i really like to have students go shopping so you could make a list for them, or in the case of clothing, 
maybe you would say, you know, they have to find, you know, a certain number of outfits uh, for certain occasions or certain, you know, a list five different occasions and they have to find the outfits and they get to curate doing this online. And I love to have students do this in groups because they can offer a lot of support to each other with this. And the whole idea they're doing a lot of surfing of the web obviously or surfing through these sites but they're reading right they're getting really valuable input and it's authentic and they're having fun and have them sort of copy and paste those links into maybe a google doc really great activity i love to do shopping as well so i make a list and you can kind of change the font to make it look like handwriting and they have to do the same thing in a group do your shopping for you and you can even have them you know do something similar that that was done with the clothing where they they're kind of curating these things or this can be a sort of off the computer activity where they're they're actually drawing um, or putting together the food in bags so it really is their list with food i also like to do a, um, online restaurant ordering which is great. They get to see what's available, how much things cost, what the money looks like. So perhaps students would have to find meals for, that meet different requirements, a certain number of meals, and they work in a group finding that. So those, those grading, um, those shopping activities are, are fantastic. Another activity that I really, or tool that I, I've really, I really love is Flipgrid. And Joe Dale also talked about this. I was fortunate enough to be uh, introduced to this some time ago. And it's really great because if you, if you think about it, you know, I, I know that, you know, in some schools there's a lot of restrictions and rightfully so for student, you know, privacy and safety. So any way that you can, you can do this, it, it, it creates, basically it's a tool that creates a really robust, or can potentially create a really robust language learning activity. Some years ago, I had the privilege of hearing a speaker. Um, I, I wanna say she was a Spanish undergraduate professor. And she did a brilliant thing. She was able to, because her students were adults, she was able to use Facebook. And she did a whole, essentially all of her materials online and, and her students would make videos. And I thought it was really brilliant. Now, working in a school is really different, again, for those you know privacy and safety and security concerns. So you, know, you might have to find ways to, to have this just display for your class, you know, privacy. Um, you know, depending on your, your district and your school, wherever you work, rules. But the idea is absolutely brilliant. Essentially, whatever it is you're doing, students make videos. So they might be, as beginners, they might be, you know, doing some greetings and some introductions. And everyone puts a video on this grid. And then you've, you've got a a place everyone can then comment on these videos. You know, as students become more advanced, they can be much longer. They can be a little autobiography or talking about some things that they've done in the last week. And again, people can comment, but it's a really great way to get them talking. 
there's a lot of work that goes into getting students comfortable with this, anybody, learners of a new language comfortable with this before. So there's definitely a lot of work in the culture of a class to get everyone comfortable doing this. Maybe doing it a couple of times and saying, okay, you can keep the camera off the first couple of times. Um, and then everyone will build up. Everyone will start to really think it's fun once it's once everyone's figured out that this is safe and it's okay to do. I think that's really the key with these activities is you got to keep it safe, of course, according to, you know, the age of the students and the rules. But, you know, language learning can be really threatening, especially for, you know, for, for beginners. So doing what you can to make it safe and to build up to an activity where they'll just talk and they're getting all that practice that you want them to get and they're comfortable with it is really an ideal place. So I really hope that you found these activities useful. And next week we're going to talk all about sort of low-tech, no-prep paper activities to do for more low and no prep fun. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Five Week Linguist Show with Janina Klimas. Join us each week here and visit us at reallifelanguage.com slash reallifelanguageblog for more resources for learning and teaching languages.